Um, that's the best way. Wait, stop! Just stop recording again. I can't stop recording. This is this is real life, man. <laughs> I needed to leave five blank seconds there, You're and the I started, one that started talking. talking. <laughs> it's because I'm so excited about this comic book, uh, where we have uh, issue four here, and we have another guest artist. What? Another one? Yeah, Stephen Mooney. Oh my goodness! So the book's gonna look different again. Yep. Uh, just when I started figuring out what the characters look like, yeah, we have a completely different artist who doesn't really show me what characters look like. Surprise! Nothing is That's as great. it seems. Yeah, and nothing is as it seems because that is like on the cover here. We have Midnighter and a guy. Yeah, who's presumably Dick Grayson, but. I thought it was a wolf. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, you if I lined that picture up and said, is that Dick Grayson? Is that Nightwing? Is that Robin? Uh, apparently, he has either some incredible vascularity in those arms or his arms have been cut a lot. Oh, yeah. That's some, well, he's got cut arms, man. <laughs> he's got cut arms. And the title here from Russia with Grayson, as as I discussed in our last podcast, mm -hmm. this is the Grayson era of Dick Grayson, where Grayson was under an agent of Spiral, I believe. Yes. It's so exciting. Um, we're going to take Nightwing and then we're going to expose his identity to the world and then we're going to pretend like he died and then he's going to go undercover. Oh, Yes. It, yeah, it totally it's it's I, you know, I for one find the idea a very novel idea. <laughs> well, they went out and got some great writers for it. I mean, Tom King was one of the writers on this, you know, yeah. I mean, on on not this, not this, not <laughs> on, this. on Grayson, on, on Grayson. Yeah. So I, I, you know, marry and break up with the bat universe on a regular basis. And right now yeah. I'm broken up with the bat universe because uh, Tom King did several Batman issues and they were great. And then mm -hmm. I read like DC's latest sort of reboot thing. It's like this future tense thing or whatever. And the Batman stories were so terrible that I just stopped buying Batman again. But I haven't bought a Nightwing comic since or Grayson comic since this Grayson series. Like really? they, yeah, like wow, Nightwing was, like, was one of my favorite characters. And six or seven years ago? Yeah, like I oh. just I read that and I was just like, yeah, you're not fooling me again. This sucks. Yeah. Um and Fool so maybe maybe there's been some amazing Nightwing stories out there since, but this I don't was know, so awful to me. Let Dan know if there's some amazing Nightwing stories out there. <laughs> Please don't. I don't need to buy another comic. I'm too Tell busy reading so Trekker. <laughs> did you just say because you just got trekker I've, I've been too busy i just read the entire like trekker anthology all oh 450 pages it's, it's and now huge. i have two more uh i have the latest two to read after that so i mean yeah and that's just the, 200 it, more pages <clears throat> and then ron has his new kickstarter out too yeah i that and that and like i think like the anthology itself just covers like the 
current Trekiverse, right? So not no, 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 it does, no. Oh, the it goes all the way back. Covers the Dark Horse stuff all the way back to the beginning. So you're getting yep. the Dark Horse stories. You're getting everything that was from the 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 presents late eighties. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. So that that's that's some bang for your buck. I know. Uh, I want to say like I I'll probably be getting something soon. I, it's extremely cool. Like the anthology is extremely cool. Yeah. So the anthology, I think maybe through his first graphic mm-hmm. or first two. Yeah. And then, so it's through, I think Chapel town is the one that's not in it. I think that's anyway. So his last couple, but anyway, yeah, get on Ron's Kickstarter. Shoot. He's got another book out. Yeah. I think one of the really cool things about Ron's Kickstarter too, is he generally tries to actually finish the book before he launches the Kickstarter. Oh yeah. That's, that's actually, that's, that is true to what he that is a hundred percent ron randall is who we're talking about by the way that that would be the ron that's the ron ron randall uh travis Travis from starlight and i actually uh he 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 pulled us aside talked to us before we even ventured down that road of kickstarters and stuff like that and uh let us bend his ear for for a hot minute and and gave us some really good sage advice because he's been he, you know, he, he knew nothing about this world before, uh, he'd been doing his own, you know, publishing, uh, through publishers and, and then doing all this stuff. And then Kickstarter comes along and, uh, just navigating all that. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, this is how you do it. And he found the, the ways that made sense and, uh, yeah, completing everything and then getting it out. And we're trying to emulate that with our own stuff because it, it, it's just, it it makes a lot more sense. It makes for a cleaner production, and that way, as soon as as soon as you're done, uh, it's it's ready to go. So like we're uh, we're 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 getting close to to being like that. <laughs> and yeah. he's he's a hundred percent like he wants to make sure that his 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 fan base is is satisfied, uh, that new customers get a good experience, and people that are really into a, a good story and a good book get what they're looking for and that's you're definitely going to get that i think the uh well i don't know why i say i think i know with ron's stuff too like you said i know it's going to come in a timely manner sometimes Mm -hmm. so quickly that i'm surprised right and uh you know where i've waited on other kickstarters forever and And, and, you just wonder if they're coming like i i backed uh Gosh, uh, Mike Grell's John Sable deluxe hardcover omnibus that was mm-hmm. supposed to be delivered in March of 2021. Yeah. And we're still waiting. And it's, well, what's crazy yeah. is you've got, you've got some creators that go through publishers who are known entities. They, and they do a Kickstarter. Uh, they have that publisher stamp on there. People get it jazzed and excited they back it because they're like, Oh wow, this is cool. You guys are, um, you got that, that logo on your book and uh, this is going to be great. And I can't wait to get this. And then a year goes by books have gone out to publisher or from the publisher to the comic book stores. The market already has it. It's already hit the shelves. People are rock- walking around the book. Uh, and you haven't even gotten a digital copy yet. <laughs> so yeah. And, and this is, this is, this is real deal life because I know for a fact uh, we at the on the Starlight Camp have booked a, uh, backed a few of these books just because 
Uh, we know some folks that, you know, we want to support them. And we're like, what's going on? And they're like, we don't know. We don't, we don't handle that aspect of it. And it's like, that is craziness. And that's why, you know, like it, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see the level of control somebody like Ron has over his, his production or like we do, or some of the other uh, purely indie creators that are from A to Z, everything uh, that they hands on and making sure that everything is done the way they want it to be done. Uh, and that fan service is first and foremost, you know, they're, they're writing their own updates. They're, they're sending out their own packages and getting it out there in a timely manner. And that, yeah, well, yeah. just like the heroes need masks, comic anthology, getting it right out there on time. Just boom. <laughs> and, and all that money going, you know, like right into uh, getting PPE for folks. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I bought a Mike Grell, Maggie, the cat redo, and that was interesting. Um, so I went in on the John Sable piece and yeah, still waiting. Oh man. Well, anyway, yeah. not that this is more interesting than the book, but we, we had a good discussion before we get into a it discussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, we might as well, you know what, let's go through a little of the book and then we can talk about some other things. Cause I don't think this book's going to keep our interest. Uh, we've got a super stereotypical Russian cover here with some Russian church building with crosses all over it. Uh, there's crosses everywhere and uh, Midnighter's holding a hammer and a sickle because um, based on what we've seen about Midnighter so far, he loves Russians. He stuck his fingers up their noses. Um, he's, beat them up. Uh, he's gone back and forth to Russia for some reason, but uh, he's been wearing American flag tank tops while he was there. So I, I never thought of Midnighter as a, as a, uh, as a, as a, a Russian sympathizer. It, it, we've definitely, definitely the character so far we've seen, he loves going to Russia and seeing the things, but I wouldn't say he's uh, fond of the Russians. I thought you were going to say he's always rushing into trouble. Well, that's clear um, with with Dick. Yes. He's always rushing into trouble with Dick. It's true. He's always rushing into trouble with Dick. Yep. So always. we flip the page. And for some reason, even though I'm not reading the hard copy of this, even though I do own it, but it's in a storage unit at the moment, uh, we get an advertisement for a house ad in the digital copy for Batman Endgame Volume 7 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. And we're talking about people that broke me and had me break up with the Bat Universe. Uh, there's Scott <laughs> Snyder. There you go. I didn't buy Batman comics for a couple of years because of Scott Snyder. So, <laughs> and then they had Scott Snyder, you know, do this death metal bats, uh, bats everywhere thing. Heavy death metal, super death rain of metal death. <laughs> uh crossover and, and it was great I, I i loved it um so so much that i quit buying it in the middle so yeah <laughs> you, like you actually just, started to read it like, that's, oh god that's what makes it's me just laugh. not it, <laughs> you, it, well you know i try sometimes scott snyder is a genuinely nice human yeah he means so well. yeah and you know it really should tell you when i'm not buying something drawn by greg capullo yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, there you go. The story well, must be 
gross. It's it, well, I mean, it's sometimes it's just not every. There's a story out there for everyone, and sometimes there's a story that's just not for you. Yeah, and I'm sure all of the you know Gen Z hug it out kids love the ultra violent Batman stuff from the dark, super dark mirror universe. Oh, wait, we're going to get sued. Hang on. I can't call it a mirror universe. Uh, antimatter universe. Sorry. There we go. Um, antiverse. <laughs> antiverse. Anti, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to call it the mirror universe, you know, because that's somebody else, you know, has that. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got, well, there are two franchises might sue us. We might get sued by Star Trek and Netflix, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It could be bad. Oh, um, man. Well, Moscow, um, the 4040s. Um, I have no idea. Is that like, uh, is that like the eighth mile road or whatever? It's gotta be, it's gotta be an area in, in Moscow, which is, uh, unknown. I've never been to Moscow. Me neither. So I wouldn't know. I, I don't ever plan to go. So okay, I could ask a neighbor. Well, we, maybe. well, we got some, yeah. I mean, I could just go down to the Marvel market here in Parkland and, uh, I did go there this weekend and got some awesome Russian pastries and yeah. some international chocolate. Yeah, it was good. They were out of pierogies by the time I got there, though, which was unfortunate. Mm. Um, that's, yeah. That's terrible. They're, yeah. Because those are delicious. They are delicious. It was terrible. So we're here. There are no pierogies. There's a lot of alcohol. And uh, we've got three guys in ties, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. This will be the greatest night of their life. They're riding a taxi. They're um, having a good time. Apparently, drinking. Russia has checker cabs. Yellow, yeah. yeah, yellow checker cabs. I guess I don't know. Like I've never been there, so I don't know. Uh oh. Wouldn't know. Okay. I mean, they might. They probably do. Maybe. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, they get there. Um. And they say we've arrived. They have arrived. And uh, they know know the secret password. So this old lady lets them back. And they say, welcome travelers to the inn of Guire. Grando. Sure. Okay. Greatness awaits. We only accept cash. Um, You know, it, (laughs) whenever you get to an establishment that only accepts cash, sometimes greatness awakes. Awaits, awaits, yeah. maybe awaits. awakes too. Awaits. What is yeah, up I, with all these like weird ass Willy Wonkas? I don't know. This guy is <laughs> fantastic. I don't know, man. It's like a Russian pimp. Like, yeah, what? he's a Russian Willy Wonka. He's pure imagination. He is. Uh, oh, the answer to the Moscow has been called the 4040s referring, referring to the estimated 1600 of these many golden domes from jeopardy. Okay. Well, there we go. The so it has nothing to do with the road they're on. Okay. No, no, no. Well, anyway, we, uh, this is exciting. Um, these guys, um, somebody was watching Jeopardy there. when they read that. <laughs> Yeah, they get in men, summon your courage. I present your beast. Um, these guys grab some spikes and some wine and dump it on this really sad looking vampire. Oh, man. And He's then the they murder him. vampire. 
Yeah, he's, he's not just, looking so good. No. Like, vampires are supposed to be, like, scary and other, you know, like, yeah, just, and he's just like, help. help yeah, me. he's he's not doing so well. He looks resigned to his fate. Yeah. And these guys are these uh, mosque bros. Mosque bros. bros. Mosque bros. I like it. Mosque bros. Brody Brody's. Yeah, they're having a a hell of a time here. Okay, this is cool. And we get Midnighter is apparently the name of the story. Oh, hey, just Midnighter straight up. Yeah, okay. Uh, With Steve Orlando Ryder. Did they smash that dude? They just totally Yeah, they spiked him. Yeah, they spiked him dead. Steven Mooney artist. Uh, I just want to make sure we get all the credits here um, because these are important. Okay. Uh, Fajardo Jr. Colors. Napolitano letters. ACO apparently did the cover, which doesn't look like the rest of his work at all, does it? No, it's a very different. Uh, Seems like a rush job. Yeah. What? <laughs> all right. Well, you know, it's uh, group editor Mark Doyle. Um, you should be embarrassed. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> oh. Making friends. Influencing people at DC Comics. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I will never get a letter back. <laughs> you didn't plan on it anyway. It's true. I didn't. I, I mean, only if you promise to write Legion of Superheroes, will I? They would never give me that. <laughs> Why not? Highly doubtful. <laughs> You'd have the best resource to write it right next to you. Right next to me. I know. Well, you know, like I, I always throw out there on podcast. We could co-write it. I always say, I, we've talked about this, but I don't think anyone ever listening would allow this to be a thing, nor would they let me write. Like you could write the stories and I could just fill in all of the backstory. It'd be I, just, I, I would love ever. to write Booster Gold stuff too, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Ooh. Well, yeah, that's because Dan Jurgens is doing the Blue and Gold series right now. I know. Uh, issue I mean, one's in out. In the future, I mean, yeah. in the future, like five years from now, they're going to need somebody else. And they might call me up, Dan, and then they're going to listen to this podcast. And I'm going to say, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that editor's probably been fired anyway. They fired everybody. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It, have i'm really trying to get you a job with dc comics aren't i i know (laughs) well now we have uh midnighter and 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 is grayson i'm like robin nightwing grayson this is gonna be tough it was agent uh agent 37 37 yep uh having an intimate dinner apparently um looks nice um And uh, anyway, Dick is complaining about being abducted out of a hot zone and uh, Midnighter immediately starts making fun of him, alluding to him taking orders from a man in black. We already have the references going on. All right, let's get the innuendo going. This is going to be fun. Oh, yes. Um, Pig's feet in a garlic in a pressure cooker that sounds delicious it does I throw it in the instapot yep um do we have right a plot the... yet not yet uh come on innocence in danger someone has to stop me from killing everyone right uh, that's yeah midnighter 
Uh, few yeah. barbarians are done insulting the glory of the hollow debts. Uh, you ask about the truant tech from God Garden. Let me tell the tale of Noai Akiavovich, Akiavich, hmm. his throw kill club and the loose lipped hooligan youth that attended. Uh, I assume that's the vampire murderers. Yes, the vampire murderers. Okay. You murder the vampires. Oh, I like the next page. The okay, next page. There you go. You're like, all right. All right. Uh, we have um, uh, Robin and Midnighter going to the gay baths. <laughs> Wait, no. Just the well, baths. Are you sure? I mean. You could. I you could. You could put any spin on it, I guess, but I mean, they're just just a, a good steam and soak. Uh huh. Oh, show the video to Valentina. She's going to be all on you, dude. Damn, too bad she's not here right now. This is See? what some guys talking. Not talk the gay to baths, again. just the baths. <laughs> uh. So they walk in. Okay, wait. So that looks like up at the top that it's Midnighter, right? Kind yeah. of, but it's not. No, it's not Midnighter. That's the three guys that yeah, killed the, the vampire. Three guys. Okay. And the next panel, stepping in, Midnighter uh, has a we giant clarify, But you can't really tell because they're all naked. Yeah. Yeah. He's got okay, a, so he's, uh, he's like got a big old stuff to hit his people with. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, he's got a bunch of branches. He's gonna whack them with. Well, that's that's exciting. This is yeah. so. I mean, this, this is so amazing. Okay, we're let's let's go to the next page. All right. Okay. Um, and those guys tell Midnighter they're going to bust his face, and then they're all trying to hold on their towels while they fight. Which, you know, is always a good fighting tactic if you're naked and you just have a towel, and then you're going to fight somebody. I highly recommend trying to hold the towel on. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's a good way to win. And then we get uh, people swinging bottles at people. Um, and goat fondling jackass uh, is what he's called. Is that a, are they implying he's gay? Like what's happening? I don't know. I think he's just a goat. They just say he's goat fondling jackass. Okay. Well, whatever. They're, they're moss bros. They're implying that fondles goats. Anyway, um, Dick Grayson kicks somebody and yells at Midnighter and they like joke about knowing he was there. Um, then they beat those guys up and they leave. Okay. Are we good? I think so. Okay. This is exciting. Yes. Oh, hey, Willy right. Wonka's back. All right. Yeah, we got uh, uh, Willy Wonka and um, he brings in a guy. From the street, street dude. Yep. And they feed him to the vampire. Yep. Or is that Willy Wonka, the vampire? Willy Wonka is the vampire. Vampire, got it. Willy Wonka sheds off his Willy Wonka clothes. Willy Vonka, 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 Willy Vonka. Willy Vonka. Yeah, there you really go. Vampire. <laughs> the vampire. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's really interesting because we had a lot of, of setup here. Um, and apparently Midnighter knew just to steal Dick Grayson from that battle just to go kill vampires last issue, right? Did we? Yeah. Did that show up last issue? It was last issue. And I don't know if they knew they were going to kill vampires, but sure. They're okay, here. cool. 
Um, well, we're here and vampires and uh, these guys in suits go to beat up the vampire. Um, and they're being stalked by Midnighter and Grayson. Yes. And uh, they bust their way on the next page into go take down the vampire place. And the old lady at the front's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Do do what you need to do. And uh, (laughs) they go take out the guys and then some more guys. Yeah. It's like a bunch of dudes with like, like skull masks or whatever. Yeah. It's (laughs) cool. They got helmets. There's some fighting going on. It's exciting. Everybody's fighting. There's fighting and blood. Yeah. Um, and then they're like trying to find out if Akievich is even there. More fighting. Fighting. Um, this vampire tries to grab Midnighter, take him yeah. in the sky. Okay. It doesn't work though. Yeah. Uh, well, this is fun. Um, Midnighter's fighting the big bad. Now he's fighting Willy Wonka, Vili Wonka, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm tracking here. Um, yeah. yeah, we're moving through. Um, very important dialogue here. We're kind of skipping over. Yeah. Yeah. But and then, uh, not Badger. Midnighter <laughs> hits him in the face, and his face explodes into a bunch of rats and stuff. Oh, yeah. And bugs. Midnighter smashes them too. And then the vampire yells at him and says, you enjoy killing just as much as the people that walk in here. Who are you to judge them? That's exciting. All right. And so uh, Dick Grayson comes in and shoots people. Primarily some vampires. Okay. Yeah. Vampires everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Out of stakes. (laughs) He was out of stakes. Cuts off his head. Um, okay. So vampires seem like an all or nothing deal. Uh, still don't think that's a thing flying solo. Yeah, that's okay. So more vampire time. Uh, looks like we're freeing some vampires, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, freeing them to death. It's they're, they're being freed to death. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here's your steak. Please die. This is exciting. Um, yeah, it's it's freedom all so they can murder each other. Okay. Yeah. Here's your steak. Kill yourself. Oh, okay. Humans treated with reprogrammed Martian cells mimicking vampirism. Oh, Hey, we've made it to a plot point. Yes. These are, these are not vampires. They're just, they're, They're just people. John Johns. John Johns. Yes. Or John Jones. John Jones. Or John Johns. John Johns. Whatever. They're, yeah. They're not. And they're, they were booby trapped and they explode. Okay. So we've gotten nowhere. So all this fighting, we find something out and then all the clues are gone. All right. This is the best. Um, all right. Sounds like now they're back. Got more work to do. Oh, wow. Uh, Akievich uh, protects his investments. Not from me. Someone has to speak for them. I'm not letting this drop. 
Okay, Midnighter and uh, they're, they're drinking and it up Dick at the bar are out for a drink. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's this. Oh wow! And now Kazan, Russia. Yeah. Uh, what I'm watching, Akivik, uh, your filthy science projects were a failure. And he's oh. not seeing it. My beast battalion performed wonderfully. In fact, I'm expanding the program based on their success. But the cell isn't on the old products like the beast battalion. It's on new products I'll be offering. Imagine a computer brain that fights a fight a million times in an instant before it begins. Wait. Imagine your soldiers winning with it. What? And imagine me, the man selling it to you. Coming soon, and he has a picture of Midnighter. <laughs> oh, we just man. need the. We only need the. <laughs> Wait, is he like a Russian Max Lord? No, <laughs> <laughs> you're like no. He sounds like he's it to a me. scientist. Okay, Max Lord is definitely not a scientist. He's a businessman. Oh, he's the Blue Beetle. No, it was a joke. It was a joke. It was totally. Joke. He's like a Lex Luthor. I'm, okay. I'm just I'm 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 being sarcastic dear. Yeah, well here we go. Uh we flipped the page and oh, uh, no. we got uh yeah, okay. Dark Your Knight two favorite Returns. artists right here. Yay. Okay. And the end. Are you ready? On to book five. I mean, I am, you know, it, it, uh, how do you feel after I, reading this? I feel that we covered it with, we, I feel like we gave it as much attention as it needed. Um, or maybe more so. I mean, we probably gave it a good 10 minutes on this book, book through. And, uh, that's probably what that story deserved. Of all the stories of all that we've read so far, and this being number four so far, the other three had much more story in it than this book. Even though we commented on one of the other ones that it didn't have, it had a lot of fight scenes. Yeah, already. but it had, I mean, but it, it seemed like there was more to talk about. Like th- this one, you, there was. Not a lot. To, well, and the other is it's like you're going back and forth between these different scenes, going back between Oakland and Boston and Oakland and Boston and back and forth around the country and these different fighting things. Yeah, I and, guess it's uh, the this only one, one that was like straightforward. Boom, 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 boom. There was no no back and forth. There was no whatever. It was the purest. It was the purest beginning to end book in the whole series it's thus far. Almost like the uh, writer got told to have a guest star. And then just inserted the guest star in there and told the story as quickly as possible with no wrap ups of any subplots or anything like that. Yeah. I was surprised that there was no like midnight or talking to anybody to get some information or help or something like that from one of his, where's his boyfriend. Yeah. Where's his boyfriend? Um, oh, he has a new boyfriend, Mr. Grayson. Where's his other boyfriends? I don't know. We, we don't know. Where's Apollo? I don't know. Well, we're on to issue five. This is <laughs> yeah, uh, great. Yeah, this is super great. Um, you know, when I talk about Aquaman and the creative team behind it. Now we can talk about 
we can talk about Oni Press's greatest writer some other time. You're talking about Mr. Bun? <laughs> Oni Press does like to use him. He's a he, he's a nice dude. I've met him a couple times. So I like his haircut. <laughs> he, I'm a big fan. He said nice things about me once. Well, there you go. See? So, well, we're on to the next issue, and uh, we've got a, a great cover with uh, more I don't spiral know on the background. What is going on? Are they jumping it into the like mouth of something? They're jumping into teeth, yeah. It's, there's a lot. I don't Generally, like Generally, I try to go straight into the mouth, so. Yeah. Yeah. Midnighter's got a crazy, there's a lot going on with his jacket. Yeah. Whoa. What's this? Okay. Just like oh. dark, dark side war. Dark side war. Man, it's a Batman and a Superman and a Green Lantern and it's everybody fighting dark side. You got the Flash and Zam. Yep. Okay. Moving on. So. <laughs> moving on. All right. Oakland. Hey, oh my Matt. gosh, they're in there's Oakland. Matt's. Oh wait, yeah, there's Matt. He's back. Hey, it's Matt. Everybody knows Matt. Try to yeah, keep I up. guess Matt and and three other guys. Okay. Hey, we got some backstory. That's what I was complaining about. Um, yeah. So we get introduced. Oh, this is the first page. What? <laughs> what is happening? Like, didn't we just? Okay, cool. They're, we're in Oakland. All right. We're in Oakland and they're running and sure. they're having Sequential a talk story about telling. dating a superhero and he's got yeah. a hip problem. Uh, okay. Uh, Jason is Jason. Joe and Gerald are great. Uh, you know, I'll be lucky to be like them when I grow up. Hopefully you'll be like you when you grow up, says the mystery man on the other side of the phone who's fighting people while chatting. Okay. That's awesome. Mm. Um, Matt seems fairly vulnerable here, right? Yeah. He doesn't seem very maniacal or anything like that to you. Why would he? He's just, he's, he's a dude he's running a with guy. the Discman in 2016. That is factual. That is amazing. I missed that. You could still that do is, it because uh, we have them down at the Retro Emporium right now in stock. Why is Ain't he running with Discman? Huh? Why is he I, running with a disc man? Why? While? Um, anyway, okay, whatever. I don't know that pose though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be. <sighs> what do you feel like okay. to be lapped by old men? Well, we're in Russia again. Uh, let's just go back to Russia. Okay, fighting, 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 fighting. Fighting, fighting. Everybody's got f- that that fire crackle on their hands. Yeah. Are they souped up, amped up people? What's going on? Yeah, I guess. Crazy. They don't really tell us, though. They just see them. Did they have uh, Martian DNA? I don't know. Okay, well, next page. Fight them up. Uh, we're in Moscow. Um, okay. Uh, we get some people talking. This is the creepy guy, right? This is yeah, the, the scientist yeah, guy. He's, yep. Yeah. He's like, hey, okay. I want to cook for you. I've been cooking since I was a child. All right. Yep. I can and make he, really good cereal. 
he goes somewhere through one of those magic teleport things. What? He's got a teleport? Man. Everybody's got a teleport. That'll be IKVH. Okay. Now we're back in Kazan. Um, begin looking busy, slug workers. Okay. So. And yeah. apparently Ooh, wow. we're here. Oh, here we go. Okay. Must be a reflex. The beast battalion is exceeding projections. Martian cells are easily manipulating and aggressive. Manipulated and aggressive. Yeah. Is that just the be manipulating too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a fire under them. Uh, we have the market cornered on monster, sir. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, so they're burning. So how did they get these cells? I don't know. They collected them. So, yeah. They collected the cells, they used them, and they made monsters. Okay, well, that's great. Okay, so we are off. Um, Midnighter and, and Dick are having a conversation. Um, about the teleport device, the doors. I don't know. It, you're like I'm checked out. I don't care. Yeah, I'm kind of checked out. Me. But yeah, it's well. He's talking about he's. They're going to the metro because it's the only way to go when you're in Moscow. The metro takes you or everywhere. or any city except in the U.S. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean. Maybe New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, they're down in the metro. It looks beautiful down there. It, it's nice. I hear that, honestly, like they, they would do them up. Like they put a lot of money into their, <laughs> into their metro stations and stuff like that. They're pretty it's wild. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh oh. Something happens in panel three. What's going on? Midnighter, you sneaky guy, you. This is date night. <laughs> Apparently, that's their handcuffed together now. Why? Why? Well, he doesn't. <laughs> now that he's got a hold of Grayson, thought I was going to say something else, he doesn't want to let him go. I guess. Yeah, I mean, is he taking him into the car and they're going to listen to Delilah all night? Probably. Do you know who Delilah is? Yeah, the talk show host? Okay. She's not a talk show host. She's a radio DJ. Yeah, that has a talk who show. Who rates love dedications and then yeah. plays songs. It's yeah, not a talk show. It is it's a music she show. talks she talks to people about their feelings sometimes. No, oh yeah, does she? Okay. Yeah. Well, usually I thought she just talks to them and then she gives them a song, you know. Well, yeah, but sometimes they get deeper than that, Dan. Sometimes when you're in the car and you're feeling something because Love of a someone song, tonight. And then she makes a dedication and she says, Hey, have you been thinking about that? Okay. You well, should. they ride the monster train. Oh yeah. gosh! And there's monsters on bear the train. Monsters. Yep. Oh man! And there's That's bear monsters, hurt. and there's bird monsters, and bat monsters, and rat monsters, and oh. probably some cat monsters that I don't see any yet. And other I monsters. Do know, yeah. Is it um, a naked lady monster? <laughs> there's just panel after panel of fighting. More fighting. Yeah. More fighting. Okay. 
Uh, pretty simple, Dick. It's called showing off. Last stop, Midnighter. You are still prepared. Please, Dick. Uh, do you know me at all? And now he's got a sword, and they're fighting a werewolf monster. Yes, a werewolf monster. Okay. And the werewolf monster is tossing the handcuffed duo around. If you don't know at this age, I can't help you. I mean, because like I've never seen him. Like you know, he's he's always moving around and stuff like that. It's like he he does have a big jacket. I don't know. He could have it on his back. Of course he does. It's he, everybody keeps their sword under their jacket Greg. on their back. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's exactly what I was thinking. Well, I like it could be there. I'd never seen it like poke at down his like leg or anything like that. So you know. Well. They fight werewolf guy and stab uh, him through the head. Do you think also he's handcuffed? Here's a question. Do Have you we figured out monsters? why they're handcuffed yet? No, but do you think these these monsters were people too, like the vampire monsters? So they're just like, like an important plot point, though. Like, why would he handcuff him? Well, it also seemed like an important plot point in the last story where the guy was making vampires out of other people that were homeless. So are you thinking what I'm thinking that these are all homeless people that were turned into monsters and now with Martian DNA. Yeah. And now Midnighter and Grayson are just running around killing all these people. Yeah. And they're handcuffed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now we're back to Ikevich or Ikevich or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's on the phone. Um, hold on a second. My monster has been getting killed. (laughs) Did Grayson break in and, all them knives. Uh, yeah, <laughs> knives are flying everywhere. Have you ever um, tried to throw a bunch of like throwing knives at the same time? It is difficult. I got a set from my great uncle as a like Christmas gift when I was younger. Like, you know, and they are it's it's you you just can't just throw them and expect them to like stick into you know stuff. Okay, okay, like like hold up. Okay. What? Yeah, I, I get that. So we throw some knives. And then we find out that Ikonovich or Ikovich or whatever has telekinesis. Oh my gosh. So he's like Carrie from like Stephen King book. So like, sure. That's exactly the person I would have picked for telekinesis. But anyway, um, he, why, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know of what's happening. Okay. So why does he need a monster army? He's like literally doing more damage to the two of them than anybody has. With his telekinesis? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, and then, but... And then taunts him. What does your pressure computer brain say now? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, I, man. Um, okay. Um, and then Dick Grayson taunts him, says, I think he won fights, but they're no longer handcuffed, so... Uh-oh. Akayevich, yeah. Okay, well... He needs to go down. He just liquidated those people. Yeah, sure. Midnighter's plan is beyond reproach. He's, you know, he he knows everything. Yeah, he does. Now he sounds like Batman. Okay, my plan is beyond reproach. Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, when in your head, how do you hear? How do you hear Midnighter's voice? Is he? (laughs) Is he the? Is is he the dark? I no, he's not the dark. I hear reading this comic as quickly as possible, so I don't really but, have a voice. But you don't, you don't, you don't hear him as the dark. No, 
<laughs> is he the dirt? Yeah, he might be the dirt, actually. My plane is to be my plane is beyond reproach. <laughs> Sometimes she Shout oh my god, to, uh, hand, and then he handcuffed him. <laughs> hey, you might as well yeah. Well, wow, yeah. You might as well give the shout out here to King Falls. Oh uh, my god. AM, right? Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah, for the sure. Podcast. <laughs> great, great storytelling podcast, by the way, if you've never picked it up. Highly recommended. And uh well, and it's uh, much better storytelling. So you can't tell if the midnight if Midnighter is is the dirt or the dark. But yeah. But now, um, after all of that, going to the subway <laughs> and everything else, yes. we flip the page and he unlocks some doors and slides through them and kicks the guy in the head. Kapow! Yeah, with telekinesis. Why didn't we just do this at the start of the story? Well, he's going to explain it in a second, Dan. I read this book already. Uh, Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, your telekinesis appliance. You'll be pulling pieces out of your future, out of your ear canal for days. That's what my fight computer tells me, ass. Okay, now now we're getting mature. Uh, you want my brain, I get the appeal. It's the reason your jaw matches my boot. But this doesn't still explain why they did all this other stuff. Why didn't they just go through those doors and murder him? Because they had to do it this way, Dan. It's in the script. <laughs> That's fair. Because he was using the telekinesis appliance and he had to he had to wait until it was the right time to, to go through and directly into his teleport jam. Well, we get to jam. the next page and uh Midnighter's going to kill this guy. Dick Grayson is going to put a stop to that because, you know, bad folks don't kill. Yeah, that's right. Um, unless you're in the first 25 issues of Detective Comics. Yeah. In the 40s. Yeah. Or you're watching any Snyder Cut movie. Mm-hmm. Where Batman just murders people with machine guns. Wait yeah, a minute. Okay. Does that happen in the, the Snyder the, the Snyder Cut? I thought uh, I seen it. Happened in the Batman, Batman versus Superman. Oh, man. Not in the Snyder Cut. Oh, man. Okay, so his back is severed. This, well, yeah, well, that's, you <laughs> know. Just joking. Yeah, well, there you go. So he can't feel his back. Uh, this is exciting. So they basically took this guy out. Um, and they've created an enemy. Now he's back, man. <laughs> wow, okay. Sorry. Yeah, he's just the middleman. Yeah. He's the middleman. Yeah. He's well, the middle of back, man. They, they created an enemy, but I mean, yeah. They gave him an option. They could, you know, how he can, he can survive. And now we get to the last page where Dick Grayson and Midnight are together in a hotel room listening to Delilah. Yes. Getting some 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 of their songs that they wanted to, to hear uh, played and broadcasted. When you when you were sitting at the park and you looked up at the sky and a rainbow flew overwards and a butterfly came down from the sky and there was a sheep looking cloud, you knew that the day was perfect. And that's how this song makes you feel. <laughs> She Bangs by Ricky Martin.
Oh my god! <laughs> you know, that'd be better if this was playing right now. Uh, uh, and they they got their final barbs in, and then uh, Dick Grayson goes to sleep across. Uh, number one, Dick Grayson has been in enough shitty hotels in Bloodhaven that he should know to take that top cover off. Yeah, that's he, where all the bugs and, are at, and all the gross yeah. oogies. Like, yeah, and there's yeah. a big stain on it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that, then that is Midnighter and his fight computer DNA. are asleep. Yeah, and uh, we get uh, I don't know something in Russian here. Is that Midnighter as well? I don't know. We got Steve Orlando mm-hmm. writer, Stephen Mooney artist, Fajardo Jr. and Cox on colors. Um. Napolitano on letters and ACO and Fardo Jr. on the cover again. And Ooh. oh wait. What? There's more. There's more story. Oh my gosh. How oh, do, we're wait. back in Oakland. I thought we were done. I thought we were done too. Oh my gosh. Oh. Hey, surprise. Midnighter's surprise. back. He's there with Matt. Hey. Hey, Yay. Matt. Thanksgiving together. That's so nice. He's so not bloody. Yay. He did listen to Delilah. He went back and found his true love. He did. And now they've requested another song. Delilah is now saying over the radio, now that you're back at home and a fantastic meal has been placed on the table and you're with those who you love and you care about, you too know truly what wealth is. Yeah. And then we flip the page. <laughs> I was going to say money for nothing is playing on the radio. But. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, yeah. I was thinking. Steam? Sledgehammer. Oh, sl- yeah. Sledgehammer. <laughs> I want to be. Ugh. Well, I mean, I'm just sledgehammer. Probably gonna, if, they, if they don't eat too much, I'm sure he will be a sledgehammer. <laughs> well, until you turn the page. Oh no, that's a, that's a Thanksgiving runer right there. Yeah. That gun is too big for the helicopter, dude. (laughs) Who drew this? Steven Mooney. No, this looks like something from some other dude who's not going to be mentioned. No, the feet look too good. I know, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That gun looks too big for the helicopter. Well, you know. The helicopter looks that it. Oh man, this that they're that is, they're all packing. Uh, okay, so I think the best thing that's going to happen is you're going to turn the page. Yeah. No, somehow, and you're going to see. Sometimes you just have to take a shot at something new. Whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah. turning the page. Get it. Bullet time. And after all this great Martian DNA stuff, we get an advertisement for a Martian Manhunter miniseries. Oh hey. <laughs> and he can be any he can be any one of them or all of them because isn't this with the DNA isn't this exactly what you wanted to find out yeah yeah um, they they really set you up great for this they did actually that was wow wow at least the advertising wasn't another house ad for midnight or inside of his own book inside his own book and they yeah. did try if the story had been half decent this might have piqued my interest in this Martian Manhunter book could have been but, but it not. did not ultimately it didn't yeah 
Um, then DK three, the master race by Frank Miller. Okay. Yeah. That was great too. All right. So that was midnighter number four and five guest starring Grayson. Oh yeah. So I think I've asked you things like this before. Yes. Throw it out there. So so if you were writing this book Uh and you were just world building and you'd gotten to the point where you had your main locations, right? Yeah. And you had your characters. Yeah. And you were ready to go. And the tension was between him and Matt, right? And then with Apollo in the background and all of that. And you've got those as your subplots. So to Mm -hmm. speak, you also have this God garden thing sitting in the background, which can be pulled up at any time. And then, uh, editorial comes to you and says, yeah, um, we know you have three issues written and you probably have, you know, you probably have six to eight issues written already. Right. Like if you're doing this, right. Like you got your story arc or at least you've got it, you know, plotted. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're plotted. You've probably written a bunch. Hey, Greg, um, in the middle of your awesome, six issue story arc here. We want you to write two brand new issues with guest star Grayson. Yeah. What do you do? What do I do? Well, I, I, I assess my, I, I I take a look at everything that I've written. Uh, and I assess how I have written everything. I, I look it over. Um, I take a look at the notes from editorial about the, uh, the, the desire to have Grayson put into what what I have. And uh, I basically like I, I, I they've already got these two issues, right? Yeah. Uh, that are that are already moving forward. Third issue hasn't hit the stands yet. And that's the one that's moving outward. And then they want to put Grayson in there somewhere after that third issue. Basically, what I would do is I highlight everything from issue three on and I delete it. And I start over again. Oh man. No, I, I, uh, wow. I, I burn it all. And then I curse the editor. Uh, I no, I honestly, like I would look at it and I, I would sit down and ask, like I would ask them like how they, how they see, the story working like if there's a if if they've already seen they've already seen my my arc at this point they already know what i'm what i'm doing what i'm presenting and putting forward uh so they're gonna know the flow and then i ask them as the editor how best do they see this working into this because at the end of the day I could come up with a million different ideas, but if editorial doesn't approve them, then you're going to end up with whatever they, they end up saying to do, which I, I feel like maybe that's what happened to Orlando. You know, <laughs> they're like, no, yeah. just write, just write two issues of, uh, of Grayson. Yep. Hanging out with Midnighter. That's what well, we because, want. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is I've read a lot of Steve Orlando stuff and this seems not it. Yeah. It seemed like a very big uh, sidestep away from anything that we've been reading in any of the other issues. And like you said, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel, it feels like they gave him uh, here's three issues of 
of Grayson, read this, feel, feel, feel it out and then see how you're going to make that happen here. Emulate it and make it happen. Um, I, I will tell you, I've had uh, a couple of different things the, that I've done where I've either had to change, change things around a lot, make some, make some big edits and stuff like that to, to fit ideas into things that were um, new because it's what editorial wanted or even go back through um, something that that's existed for a long time. And uh, just because it, things have taken so long uh, to, for, for production and other stuff like that, the world has changed since we created something and uh, like in, in, in Braves and well, gosh, darn it. You know what? We just have to change some of this story because it just doesn't fit with the current world that we're in to, yeah. you know, just, you have to do those things. And even though something's been written, it's, you just go back through and you're like, all right, cool. And I wasn't joking. Like you, you just, you literally just go, okay, cool. Highlight, delete. Let's start over again. Um, because you don't really have hundred percent say over everything. <laughs> But I, I would say if I was given this this task, I, I would really assess like the Grayson books. I would I, I personally would try to see how could I fit some of the other character stuff that was already existing in the other things and, and tag them into those the, the existing books. So I think in like issue four, there wasn't a lot of callback to any of the other previous issues or any of the other characters and stuff like that. It was just essentially Midnighter and Grayson in Moscow. And I get it for character development for those two, the, the chemistry build up the chemistry and everything like that. But I feel like if you had some callback to it, there were, or callback to one or two of those characters, it would still be rooted in the, okay, cool. This is the, uh, you're still in Midnighter universe. You're not just in this, this buddy cop, <laughs> our buddy superhero book that yeah. we're hearing and seeing right now uh, in, in number two near the end, you get that, but it's also the, the weird moment with Matt and the running didn't, it just kind of was like, Oh, Hey, it's Matt and he's running. It's nice to see Matt running with some, some friends and stuff like that. But it's also kind of also not a whole lot of, I don't know. I, I yep. think maybe I would have had Matt talking with a couple other characters that we've met in the past, not just a bunch of randos. Yeah, there's that too, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. at least like at least two or three people that we know would have been nice that way. There's that, that connectivity and feeling of, oh, okay, cool. This is a, this is, this is the same, the same feeling. Uh, Cause like, I didn't at, at first glance, I was like, what, what's going on here? I think I was thrown off as you were. So it's some, and I'm sure he was, Orlando was just told just to, just to make this happen. So I yeah. mean, we, well, we don't really know. We that. also, if there's any other evidence to guess what the normal artist is back for issue six. Ah. It's almost like the story got cut off in the middle. Interesting. Hmm. Well, and multiplex and- is there in issue six. What? 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. <laughs> and the relationship between Midnighter and Matt gets discussed a lot in issue six. Okay. So, yeah, maybe that's exactly what happened. You know, I mean, we don't know the inside of it, but that is probably the reality of it. Like, hey, here's the task. Do it. Make it happen. We need to tie this in with Grayson. Grayson's hot. Both, you know, fatally and selling. So, you know, make it happen. <laughs> yep. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are all good points. But I mean, and, and that's the thing for any, like anybody that's writing and wants to write and stuff like that. You're, you're constantly given, uh, challenges, challenges in your writing. And, or even if you're just editing for somebody and sometimes you might be working on a project where you have, you think you have 12 pages to work on a short project and it goes from 12 to nine to three. And you have to figure out how to make a 12 page story into three pages after you've already cut it down to nine or six. So, I mean, there's always challenges like that and how to make it still connective work, tell a good story, be true to the characters and give the audience, the, the reader, something to actually want to read as opposed to hot fire garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, we, we got hot fire garbage. I, you know, you say hot fire garbage, but we're still reading it. And I don't think it's necessarily 100% by like, it's well, not I like, only read it because I could get through it in like five minutes. But I mean, it's there's an enjoyability factor on some level. It's like, okay, cool. You know, there are there are moments. And also the, the learning aspect too. I mean, there's for... For me, I, I like the, the best way to be good at what you do is to read and experience other people's things, because if you don't, then you're always going to just only do what you do. So for me, reading something that I haven't read and seeing how other people work through different situations like this two issues, it's it's a great learning opportunity for me to say, oh, if I'm ever in this situation these things I will put into my toolbox so I can pull them out when I need to and well, make well, sure. <laughs> well, there's, there's some good news here. I yeah. just want to share with you. Um, uh, Grayson was indeed selling more units than Midnighter. Um, of, let's see, Midnighter was ranked. Let's see here in the monthly sales. Let's see if I got the right month or not. Oh, so I'm looking at last issue. So leading into the issue four, which makes sense to look at that month's sales, right? Midnighter number three was ranked 132nd in unit sales and 156th in dollars uh-huh. out of 367 books being sold at the time. Uh, Junior Braves of the Apocalypse is ranked 304. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, <laughs> We're so far down the list. Um, I don't think you came out in August of 2015. Did you? July. July. So we'd have to look the month before. And uh, I will in a second. And Grayson was number 48. So 
obviously top 50 book, top 50 hero, bat book, but bat book barely cracking the top 50 is, is not super great either. Um, but anyway, there you go. So, and you all came out July, 2015. Yeah. I was close. You were close. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm having trouble getting there, but you know, while we do some great radio, why look up sales numbers? Yeah, you are right. I mean, there was a crossover. Um, maybe there was an attempt yeah, uh, to, to, to do something like you were describing. So yeah. trying to hopefully pick up and move that number and get more fans, people that are like, Oh, Hey, cool. This is a, this is a, I like this book. So I like this book too. Um, you know, I like, I like Grayson Midnighter Midnighter would be cool. Yeah. And so maybe there's some crossover stuff going on. It just seems a little early to, I don't know. And, and again, I'm not marketing these things. It may have been brilliant marketing, right? Well, I'm sure like there's, like you said, with the, even the tie-ins for the, the advertising in the back of the books and stuff like that, you're seeing, oh, hey, the storyline is all about Martian DNA. And where do we get that Martian DNA? Hmm, go figure. Oh, hey, Martian Manhunter book right here at the end of the, you know, like it, it makes sense, right? There's, there's good stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. they're, they're doing good marketing in those senses, even if they're trying to push their own book inside their own book. Well, but, you just just so you know, mm-hmm. um, you were not in the comic book category, so I can't compare you. You were in the graphic novel category. Uh, uh, nice. Do you want to guess what the number one selling graphic novel title was that month? I couldn't even tell you in 2015. It was Fables Volume 22. Oh, wow. And uh, Wicked and Divine Volume 2 from Image was number two. Um, So just kind of like putting you there. Um, Both great. Yeah, very good. Definitely read Wicked and Divine. So Mm -hmm. you're good there. And you were... (laughs) So far down the list, it doesn't... 267. 267? Yep. Out of... um, that's actually pretty good. That's better. That's, yeah, like, that's better than you thought it was going to be, wasn't that's it? Way like, yeah. than I thought. You, wow. you were immediately ahead of you was the Shadow Show and Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume 7. Wow. And below you was yeah. Thor for Asgard hardcover, Gotham Whoa. City Sirens Book 1. Oh. East of West, which was a great series. Good company. Uh, Walking Dead Volume 5. We beat Walking so, Dead. One of the no, you beat one of the volumes of Walking Dead. But so still, you were <laughs> that's the, uh, that, the irony being the the, the child. So version. you were two sixty seven out of five hundred and fourteen. Wow, we're like right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, that is awesome. Ha, put that in you. So yeah, there pocket. you go. <laughs> yep, I am. I'm. Well, you made me feel good on a day I felt crummy. Thank you. See, there you go. So you weren't last, you weren't worst, and you weren't best. I love and it. That means you sold books. That's that is true. Which means you're rich. No, I'm not. Because you're a comic writer, which makes I, you rich. You know, it's always funny when people ask, "What do you do?" and I say, "I, I make comics." And then they ask me to tell them that give me their best, my best ten minutes. Because they and think I'm a comic. 
that see that that makes sense. You probably could do both. Honestly. I probably could. And then they would be like, "You're not really that funny, but you are sometimes funny." And well, the the <laughs> the moral of the story here is we yeah. have talked about. Now we've extended this to an hour and seven minutes because oh we were talking about book sales and things like that. I really should support these people on Patreon. This is a great website. Yeah, um, do it. Who is it? The Comicron. Comicron. The Comicron. Yeah, the Comicron.com. So let's give them some proper credit. Yes. That's where we're getting the sales data. People, um, go to the Comicron and yeah. look up your look up your good information. And then if you like what you see and see what you like, then Patreon uh, them. Patreon them. Give them some dollars because it makes sense. Yep. Okay. Well. Huh. This is really cool. <laughs> You're I just may, amazed. You're like, I I'm may, besides I may actually myself. do this. Yeah, I'm probably going to do this right now. So there we go. Okay. Very cool. Well, anyway, good news. Uh, probably should support the people I use their steal their research from. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, do it. Okay, so we're good. Well, anyway, do you have any final thoughts here on <sighs> Mr. Midnighter and Mr. Grayson? Uh, you know, it was a great time to hang out. Uh, I, I, I. I thought it was a fun, a fun little excursion, but uh, getting back to the rest of the Midnighter uh, and his world turned upside down uh, in the rest of the series, finding out what's happening and what's going on in issue number six. I will be glad to see uh, the Dick Grayson storyline of him being agent 37 um, as cool as it is. I, I, it was him being him and not really being, he was he was him being super, but not being special. One, well, we had the uh, <laughs> like a special. We agent. had the we had the opportunity to have Batman and and Robin in a hot gay sex scene, and well, nothing happened. Well, I mean, it it ended exactly as I thought it would. <laughs> there Robin you go. Robin asleep on the bed, and, and Batman with his drunk drunk sitting on the floor yep i mean and that's the way it ended and a big stain on the mattress with but somebody 132nd best what oh wait that's i'm in the wrong month i wonder (laughs) you know i guess before we go i probably should go to september sales numbers okay september sales numbers here we go to see if right i mean we should go to september sales numbers to see if the Grayson appearance boosted sales. Right? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, before we go, yeah, I, I want to find this out because I've been making the joke about this. Right. So Inquiring let's find minds want to know. Let's see if Greg is right. And indeed it did not. It oh, went yeah. from 132nd to 149th. It, it went down. It went down by 17 spots. Wow. So Grayson so being in it made it go down. Yeah. Let's see if the second one. Uh, no, it went down to 152nd. Oh, my gosh. Month. So selling a grand total of 13,235 books. This is depressing. Uh, for contrast, the number one DC book that month was only ranked number 11th. 
it was Batman and it sold 109,000 books. Oh, wow. Justice League sold 77,000. Justice League sold 56,000. Batman and Robin Eternal sold 54,000 and we're looking at 13,000 units for Midnighter. So yeah, there you go. Wow. This is um not it, it didn't it's it's not really uh looking looking good for Midnighter if numbers keep going down. And the Grayson book sold uh went down. It was at number 69 selling 32,000 units. So oh. just under triple what Midnighter it, sold. It seems like if your numbers go down like that, then somebody's going to get the, the, the cut. throwing knives. Yeah. <laughs> the throwing knives. They're going to get cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so not good. Oh, yep. well, I guess we'll find out what happens in the next, in the next book. Yep. When we talk it's, next time. Uh, yeah, on Funny Book Forensics, and we'll f- we'll excite you with more sales numbers. Oh my gosh, they are so exciting! I want you to put I them can... in a spreadsheet and then give me a slideshow or a, okay. a, a slide deck or whatever they call them nowadays. I, I may I, do that. What do they call them nowadays? Uh, Is that a challenge? Yeah, put it up on the put it up on the uh, the old uh, twitters there, Dan. Well, wanna, we may we may be making a graphic out of sales I wanna, numbers. I want a graphic of sales numbers, and then I want to I want it to look real sharp. I want to uh, can you can you can you make me a pivot table? No, <laughs> I can. I've made pivot tables all day. I want three I pivot tables to explain to me how come this book is so so interesting. All right. Well, on that note, I think we wrap <laughs> this up. All right, and that's our episode of Funny Book Forensics Midnighter Edition with Grayson. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Sorry.